Welcome to Sandy Alemian's Soul Studio Podcast. This is a time out for you to feel some peace and a connection to your soul and to God. You'll hear raw, real, honest conversations offering a different perspective about life and death to bring you to a place of hope, healing, and encouragement. So now, here's your host, author, healer, and medium, Sandy Alenia. Hey there, welcome to the Soul Studio Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I wanted to take this first episode and share a little bit about what the Soul Studio is about, what you might come to expect, little bit about who I am and what my intention is for the podcast and then lead you into a a really cool meditation at the end so make sure you stay for the end. So my intention for the soul studio is that it becomes a healing space, a very safe place where we have healing conversations with real life people going through real life stuff. It could be that someone has gone through a loss and I help them connect with spirit It could be that someone is going through a tough challenge and I help them get God's perspective. I'll be offering meditations and prayers, but the whole purpose of this Soul Studio podcast is about healing and elevating the way that you think about your life, elevating the way you think about death, about grief, about God, and everything in between. A little bit about my background. I have been a spirit medium for 30 years, holy moly, and also a spiritual life coach, and I've written three books. My journey really unfolded in a a pretty powerful way, a painful way, but a powerful way. When my second daughter, Talia, was born, she was born with a one in a million metabolic disorder, and she spent her entire life at Beth Israel Hospital, 31 days, And during that time, I was connecting with God's energy through my writing. And I was getting messages that were saying to me things like, Sandy, death is not the end. You're going to be doing something really powerful through this. And I remember at the time thinking, I don't even know how I'm going to get myself through this. Never mind other people. Talia ended up dying at a month old. And you guys, I got to tell you, I honest to God thought that I could heal her, that I could cure her. We had so many people praying for her. And one of my life lessons at the time was, I can't do that. There are certain things that we're meant to go through in life that we don't want to go through, but there's a reason why we go through them. It was two and a half weeks after she passed that... I was at my lowest of low points. I didn't even want to be here on the planet anymore. My first daughter, Ariana, was two and a half at the time. Ari was staying at one of my sister's house. And another sister had called me and said, how you doing today, Santa? And I'm like, eh, not so great. And she said, why don't you, why don't you go for a walk? Because that might make you feel better. So my husband at the time, he was already back at work. So I was there by myself at the house. And we had pictures of Talia all around the house, pictures of all of us with her. So I decided to go take a walk and I started walking this four mile loop that I had done many, many times. But this particular day, I was just in a really bad space. I remember crying through the whole walk. I remember feeling sorry for myself. I remember 
looking at anybody who was driving by that kind of looked happy. I remember feeling really pissed at them. Like, how could you be happy? You have no idea what I'm going through. It was just, I was in so much pain. I didn't even want to be in my own skin. About a quarter of a mile before I got home, I saw this 18-wheeler coming towards me. And I distinctly remember having the thought, if I just step off this curb, I will be out of my pain. I will be with Talia. And I will know everything that there is to know about everything and anything. Because I felt like I knew nothing. I just felt like I was fat because I just had a baby and I didn't have a baby to show for it. I wasn't thinking about Ariana or Rich or my family. All I was thinking about was I just want to get out of this pain. Something kept me from stepping off of that curb. And I went home. My sister called me up again and she's like, how you doing? Did that help? And I said, it really didn't. It really didn't. I just feel horrible. And she said, Sandy, why don't you sit down and write? Because your writing will usually make you feel better. Now, side note to this. Before Talia was born, for about five years, I was writing with my angels. Didn't know who my angels were. I just believed that that we all have a team of angels around us. And so I have journals and journals and journals of angel writings that were telling me, slow down, appreciate, pay attention. Not one of my angel writings had warned me of what I was going to experience, having Ari and then two miscarriages and then Talia, who was going to die in a month old. I wasn't warned. And I understand now why we're not warned about certain things. So fast forward to this day when my sister had asked me to, you know, suggested, why don't you go and write? I felt really empty. I didn't have anything inside of me. I had no inspiration to write about. I felt so disconnected. And I went upstairs to the bedroom, had a yellow pad of paper and a pen, and I just sat there. Nothing. And then I heard a whisper inside of me. It wasn't an audible voice. It was a whisper and it said, Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. And I thought, oh God, I'm going crazy. But it persisted, Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. So I decided I would just let go and write the word Mommy, comma. And this is what came through my writing. Mommy, please know that I'm okay. There is so much love here that I'm never alone. There is no suffering or heartache. You'll see me again, although I'm not far from you now. My love is always surrounding you. Can you feel that peacefulness during times of great despair? That's us taking care of you. Time isn't relevant anymore, so don't think that it's going to be so long before we'll all be together again. I felt all the love from everyone at the hospital, and although I wasn't able to show it physically, I tried to give something back to each one of you. Remember the quiet times we had and cherish those times alone. You guys, when I got that message, there was an instant peace that came over me. And I knew that it it didn't come from me because that's not normally how I would write in my journal if I was just writing to process the day. I knew this came through me because of the feeling and the energy that it came through with And that was the day that I decided I want more of this. I want to know everything there is to know about death and spirit and the other side and God. I want to know it all. And so I went on a journey and I found that I had an ability 
to see and hear and sense things that some people didn't. So in the last 30 years, it has become my mission to support other people who have gone through grief, whether it's from a loss of a loved one or just grief about life, because life is hard. And my, my role here is to help you soften the edges of grief. I've come to understand a few things about grief. So there are four foundational beliefs that I have. Number one, we are more than this body. What does that mean? It means we are, yes, we have a physical body, but we are spiritual beings. We are not human doings. We are spiritual beings. We are mostly, mm, we mostly pay attention to our physicalness, our physical life. And through these podcasts, I really want to bring you into different meditations so that you can not just hear what I'm saying, but experience what I'm saying. When you meditate, you get to a sense that, wow, the body just kind of drops and then there is so much more. When I meditate, that's when I am truly connected to God's energy and spirit's energy. The second foundational belief is death is not the end. I've come to understand that death is just the end of this physical body, but our spirit continues. You can't, you can't kill a spirit. The human body dies, the physical body dies, but our energy continues. The third foundational belief is heaven isn't up there somewhere. Sometimes when I'm speaking to a large group of individuals, I'll ask the audience, where is heaven? Point to where heaven is. And you know, a lot of people point up because that's what we were brought up believing, that heaven is up there, that God is up there that our loved ones who have died are up there. My hope to bring to you is that God is here. Heaven is here. Your loved ones in spirit are here. They're, it's all just in a different frequency, higher than what we're typically tuned into. Like if you're tuning into the news, if you're tuning into social media, that's a whole different frequency than the frequency of heaven. And we are all able to tune into that. And that leads me to the fourth foundational belief. And that is, we are always, always connected to God and spirit. Always. Now I know for myself, I didn't always feel connected. There were times even after I was getting messages from God through my writing, when I was going through my grief, I would lay in the fetal position on my bed crying out to God saying, I don't know how to get through this. It's too hard. And in those moments when I've been in that kind of pain, I haven't felt a connection to God. But I know it's there. And I have felt that way many times in my life. And I wonder if you feel that too. You know, sometimes when we're in our pain, and our awareness is on our pain and all the stuff that we're going through, we can't, we can't, mm, How do I want to say this? It's impossible to be in fear and in pain and connected to God at the same time. Let me say that again. It's impossible to be in fear and fully, fully aware of God at the same time. Because when you are fully aware of God, fully aware of spirit, you are above the frequency of fear. You are above the frequency of pain. So this is what I hope to bring with you, conversations that will heal maybe stuff that 
you've learned. So welcome to your unlearning. Welcome to your unconditioning. I want to share another message that I got through my writing after Talia had passed and I was connecting with spirit and connecting with God more and getting more messages from God. There was a, a workshop that I was teaching. It was actually a series of workshops that I was teaching in Boston for the homeless, um, the homeless veterans shelter. And there was one particular day that I got there early. I was taking the subway there and it was a beautiful day. The sun was out and I sat on the park bench and I wanted to just connect in with God because these homeless veterans that I was trying to teach stress management to, some of them were a little scary to me. Some of them had facial tattoos that looked scary to me. A lot of them were pretty heavily medicated. Most of them looked like they didn't even want to be there. And here I was, five foot nothing, here, this young person coming in talking to them about stress management and they were looking at, at me like who the heck do you think you are so this one particular day I wanted to get a message from God like God guide me guide me what do you want them to know and this is the message that I got through my writing and I want you to hear it for you Sandy give my love to them and let them know that I'm always here for them whether they call upon me or not Tell them to choose love, to choose peace, and first and foremost, love themselves unconditionally. If they can leave the hurts and the frustrations in my hands, I can heal their wounds. To ignore their own pain is to push it down even further. This is why you're there, Sandy, to open their eyes to the fact that I never left them. They chose to leave me. Even in the depths of their innermost pain, I was there, waiting to be called upon. Some might reject these words altogether, and that's okay. The thoughts will remain with them for a later point in their lives. There are some, however, whose hearts have been aching to hear these words, and you are my messenger. Their spirits are, were, and always will be pure and loving. It is merely the cobwebs in their outermost layers in their mind that prohibit them from feeling this. Many have expressed so vividly the inner turmoil and pain that has been their experience for so long. To try and work through it alone is to try and sort through the muck and mire in the midst of darkness. I am the light that they need. When I received that message and felt the nudge that I was supposed to share it with these veterans, I started arguing with God. I'm like, I'm not sharing that message, God. And I kept hearing inside, you need to share that message. I'm like, I'm not going to share that message. They'll laugh at me. They'll throw something at me. And it kept persisting. Share the message. So I ended up sharing the message. I honestly don't know if it made an impact with any of them that day but maybe it's meant for you to hear it today. Take a breath with me. I hope that you can hear that. I'm not sure which part of that spoke to your heart, but I know it's true. I know for me in my own life, oh my goodness, I've been through so much stuff in my life and I've realized how much I relied on myself and my recent promise to myself is to become more God-reliant and less self-reliant. 
And when I say God, I don't want us to get hung up on a word. To me, God is the energy of love itself. God is source energy. God is truth. And I know in this journey, I know I travel with God. So often, though, I forget that. And it feels so scary to trust when I forget that I'm walking with God. It feels wobbly, like I'm up on a tightrope walking in faith, but I could fall at any moment. When I remember that I travel with God because God is a part of who I am, I walk confidently with no fear. Unattached to outcomes, feeling happy, noticing beautiful things everywhere around me. People seem happier. I'm happier when I remember that I'm walking with God. And with grief, so often God feels far away because the pain will get our attention. The pain says, look at me, feel me. It feels scary because when we are in that pain, it's very hard to hear or feel God. It feels like we're underwater with this pain and the world looks and sounds so muffled. It feels all-encompassing. The thoughts that go with it when we are in that kind of grief are, did I do enough? How will I ever live without them? Am I being punished? And that makes us sink even further. But then a breath comes. It might be a text from a friend. It might be hearing a story of how someone else survived that kind of grief. In that breath, we can remember God. Breath becomes a little bit easier and easier and we breathe again and again and again. How easy is it that we forget about God? The very presence that will help us to understand everything about our life and give us a whole new perspective on our life. And my sense is that God is wanting to say to all of us, it doesn't matter how many times you forget I am with you. I am with you. I am with you. I am with you. Just breathe. So take a breath with me right now. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know if you're feeling broken or broken open. But here's what I do know to be true. When we are broken open, it's a powerful, powerful opportunity to awaken. I believe that nothing that is real can be lost. The only thing that we can lose are, are the physical parts of our life. And yet, what is non-physical, what is eternal, is our spirit and the spirit of those that we love. And that never, ever is separate from us. And that can't die ever, ever. I was working with a client recently whose mom had passed. And she just recently moved back into her mom's home. And so now she was faced with, you know, dealing with all the stuff and, and um, trying to sort through her mom's stuff. And she said to me, Sandy, I just am struggling with moving through all my mom's stuff, knowing what to let go and what not to let go of. And I asked her, what, what is the hardest part for you when you're thinking about going through your mom's stuff? And she said, everything that I look at, everything that I touch, it feels like that's what she loved the most. And I don't know how to let go of that. And I felt her mom so clearly say to me, tell her, if you let go of everything, all my stuff, you will still have what I love the most. Because what I love 
the most is you. What I love the most is you, not my stuff. And then she said to me, but Sandy, I didn't always feel my mom's love. But her mom kept reassuring her, I'm so clear right now. I love you so much. I always did, but I was gunked up. I had my own blocks and that love couldn't flow through me. And I'm so sorry. And then we did some inner child healing and and she felt so much more peace. And that's my hope for you. My hope for you as we go through this podcast, as we have, as we have different guests come on, is that you feel more peaceful through these conversations, that you somehow feel more connected to your God, to your spirit, to your loved ones in spirit, because we are never, ever alone, ever. So let's take a breath and exhale and withdraw your attention from the outside world. And you can put your hand on your heart if you want to. And just breathe with me. You are a precious gift here. There is something that only you are here to express. Something about your life experience, something that you've been through, something that you have overcome, that you are here to share from. You're not broken. You're broken open. And this is an opportunity for you to dig deep with me and understand how was I meant to grow through this? How was I meant to get strengthened by everything that I've been through? Whether it was a tough relationship or a loss or a physical loss or an illness or a financial loss. You see, there's a common thread to any and all loss, any and all grief. And it's this. It gives us an opportunity to remember who we really, really, really are. And you are a beautiful energy here. You're a beautiful being. You are perfectly imperfect. You are exactly where you are meant to be. Thank you for being with me on this first episode. I can't wait to share some guests with you and their remarkable stories. If you know someone that has a really cool story or someone that wants to sort of unpack some stuff and get a different perspective from spirit or a different perspective from God, reach out to me. I'd love to hear your comments. I cannot wait to be your guide here. Yay. Here's to you. Thank you for being you. Thank you so much for listening in. Please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss an episode. If you'd like to work with Sandy privately, go to sandyalemian.com to learn more. Thank you for tuning in.